0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Star Wars Databanks, the canon podcast where I talk all things Star Wars. Today, we're continuing our last episode in part two of The Empire vs. Earth. I am once again joined by Elijah. Say hello, Elijah.
1: Hello.
0: And we are going to be continuing our discussion from last week. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of Star Wars Databanks. Hello, everyone, and like I said in the intro, today, we're continuing our last episode with the if, wondering if the Empire could conquer Earth. Elijah's here again, I'm here again, and we're gonna have a great time. Say hello, Elijah.
1: Hello. Again.
0: So, to so to continue what we were saying last time, some of the major argument points, um, I was demolishing Elijah with my argument that, uh, stormtrooper Armour can block bullets. <laughs> um... He was talking about some minor things like missiles and nuclear weapons. Some minor...
1: Fighters are garbage.
0: Some of those minor points. Um, today, we're going to be talking about uh, key positions, um, tactics that our sides will employ, and um, how we overall think the battle will go. Elijah, do you, uh, you started last time. Do you want me to start this time? Sure. All right. So some key positions would probably be, um, I mean, United States, Russia, and China have the biggest militaries in the world. So if you can neutralize either the governments or the capitals or main governing bodies of those countries, you'd be in a great place. Uh, especially with dictatorships like Putin um, and Russia, where they would struggle a whole lot without their dictator. So definitely, um, Moscow would be a target area of the empire. Um, China produces everything all over the world. So without it, um, a a sustained siege would probably go to the empire. So taking out China would be a must. And America has the bulk of, I would say, the ground forces and air forces in the world. So taking out, yeah, um, and space force, um, (laughs) Thank you, Trump. (laughs) And, and, um... So, uh... Taking out maybe Washington, D.C. and New York would probably be pretty critical. Uh, Another thing would be taking out some uh, satellites because people rely on their phones so much. Um, I doubt half of America could get to the end of their block without Google Maps. Um, Ouch. Uh, You're (laughs) part of America. (laughs) I, I guess that's true. Um but, um, especially for communications without satellites would be rough. Um, uh, targeting missiles strikes, um, would be rough without missiles or satellites. Um, taking out satellites early on, I think would be crucial. Another, uh, thing that I will give Elijah an edge here by saying that the empire's military strategy really sucks. Um, general strategy will be Kamikaze, throw as many troops, um, into the enemy as possible, um, and you'll win. Yeah. The problem with that scenario is I've only got 20,000 stormtroopers and a couple, um, heavily armored vehicles. So I can't do that here, um, against the 30 million soldiers that are on Earth. So I'm gonna have to be a lot smarter about how I place, um, my troops and, um... A lot smarter about positions I take and um, using my advanced resources. Now, do I think that stormtroopers could take out five soldiers per stormtrooper? At least, because of their advanced armor. Um, And their advanced weaponry is also far superior. Um, And ATDPs and ATSTs, I would say, would mow down hundreds, if not thousands, of troops before going down themselves. Other than that, um, like I was saying, tactics are going to be very important here. Um, Overall, I think that that's all the Empire really needs to do in order to win. Um, Just neutralize some key locations and, um, you know, not be dumb. I'll throw it over to you now, Elijah. Rebuttal and then your Um, point.
1: Okay. Okay. Big thing. First off, the majority of communications on Earth are not through satellites. Um, It is in large part, it goes through uh, cell towers. That's where all communications go through. That's where you get your Wi-Fi, your cell service, etc. Satellites can provide communication, but I can hear that whatever you're eating back there. Uh, It's chocolate. Delicious. I love chocolate. Um... Satellites can provide communications and they are um, set up right now as a backup if cell service goes down. But um, we can still communicate without that. Uh, The military has their own walkie-talkie frequencies and such to use in cases where they do not have um, communications. Like if you're invading anywhere, you need to be able to communicate without your own cell towers. Because the enemy is either going to blow their zone up, or they're going, or you're going to blow theirs up. Um, as for key production areas, hippity hoppy, all of America's production, military production, is in Georgia, um, this state, not the country. Um, but <laughs> that would be our
0: funny, just country. in the middle of Africa, just uh, or Georgia's middle of the, the Caucasus.
1: Yeah. Georgia's in Caucasus state. Oh, Georgia mind, is on sorry. the East Coast. I was thinking
0: Jordan, sorry. Nice. Yeah, my bad.
1: Um, Jordan isn't even Africa. That's Middle East.
0: I know, I said Middle East. You said Africa. I amended my statement. Alright, <laughs> keep going.
1: Um, what was I saying? Yeah, the majority of the United States' military production is not in China. Well, none of it's in China. We're not producing B-2 stealth bombers in China. Um, what else did you say? You said... Um, your ATSCs and AT-TPs. Uh top attack missiles such as the Javelins that can be, be used as infantry, um, infantry thermals, which um, pretty much just detect heat. I don't think those have ever been seen used by the Empire, uh, have they?
0: Um,
1: what, are their, what are they? What are you saying they do? Thermals, basically, um, it's a visual overlay. That you can see heat.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Empire has tons of ther- like thermal goggles and stuff.
1: Okay. okay and I'm pretty sure me. every
0: imperi- uh, stormtrooper has thermal vision.
1: Okay, those uh, are Inquip- standard. Yeah. Stormtroopers have thermal. I know they
0: at least have thermal binoculars. Um. Yeah. Uh.
1: The rebels No, they do. do not. I think that they have... Yeah, I know that they have the, those binoculars, yeah. but um, standard issue for U.S. troops, uh, a lot of them have night vision as well as thermals, so that would give them an, an edge in night combat as well as daytime combat mm-hmm. in terms of just finding the enemy. Uh, javelin and other manpads, especially the javelin with the top-down attack... Probably be able to easily take out the ATSDs and ATDTs, mm-hmm. um, as well as just simply really crippling them with the legs. You hit them with a smaller, even just comparatively tiny explosive; they're going to be, they're just going to fall over. Um, also, AT, both of them, ATSDS and ATDTPs have very limited range. Um, yeah, that's my rebuttal.
0: All right. Um, now, do you want to talk about some key locations you'll be defending, how you'll defend them, and tactics the United States Army will, or the uh, Earth Consortium will use to defeat the Empire?
1: Um. Key areas, definitely the U.S. Industrial um, District, um, Taiwan's chip production, China's major production facilities, major food production, um, such as in the U.S., and Ukraine, and some in Russia. Uh, Russia's uh, military industrial district isn't the best, so that's not very much of a priority. Um, In terms of you uh, continuing my rebuttal-ish, in terms of you saying, oh, take out Putin, Russia's headless overall military command would be given to a joint command, so I don't think that's really a plausible option. Um, And then if um, Earth is uniting. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I would just say that, like, you know, if you capture Putin and told him to make Russia surrender and you held, like, a gun to his head, I'm confident Putin would surrender.
1: Oh, yeah, he would. But would the Russians follow suit? Um, just like I, I think, right now I as think we speak he... riots.
0: I know, but the, um, the thing I'm concerned about is the majority of Russia's Nuclear and army, um, and those are firmly under Putin's grasp.
1: They are, um, but just just keep them in a secure location. Keep them behind your lines. Um, keep them well guarded at all times. This isn't like oh uh, we're just gonna go let him take a stroll out into the forest and oh no he's gone. So
0: well I know, but I don't think it would be that hard, especially for. Um, something like an at -AT to break through some human defenses and uh, send some stormtroopers in and retrieve him.
1: Well, then, at the same time, if you're just going to be trying to go for breakthrough tactics, um, cool, take... uh... I feel like even if you take Putin, would the military surrender is the big question. Because even if they are loyal to him, uh, would they... What they surrendered—that's just a question that we cannot answer because we are not the Russian military. Anyhow, moving on with my point. Curious. uh, As far as you know. As far as I know, but it's not a point that we're going to argue further. Um, Anyhow, um, considering that you are agreeing to not uh, level major civilian centers, uh, those aren't really a priority in terms of defense. Uh, military bases and airfields definitely critical. Uh, nuclear silos, uh, miss, missile silos are definitely a priority, but uh, the US is or the earth consortium is going to have a very flexible defense policy um, As for what was the other, uh, tactics yeah very flexible uh, be able to deal with any th- incoming threat that you throw at us. And if necessary, have contingency plans. So like, if we completely lose control of the air, go into guerrilla warfare. Uh, If we lose control of the ground, uh, more guerrilla warfare. If if necessary, there's always the nuclear option. Which will hopefully be used in mild terms, in terms of uh, tactical nuclear weapons. In order to um, alleviate pressure on certain fronts. Um. I uh, yep, that's it for me.
0: All right. <clears throat> um, rebuttal. Yeah. Um, I think especially with uh Star Wars's advanced uh scanning techniques, I think missile silos will definitely be a priority hit because nuclear weapons do exist within Star Wars, and I'm trying to think. No. Yeah, there are, there are scanners inside um, uh, I know ISB has equipped scanners for uh, radiation that can be, that can scan from far distances. So I think uh, priority would be taking out missile silos and then using it on the humans. Um, same with even if you could take Putin for, let's say, a month. Getting control of those nuclear silos and then being able to shoot at other countries major positions would be very useful, um, especially well, agricultural pla- places that we don't. The empire won't need, or um, military industrial zones that they don't need.
1: Well, flip um, the script. Um, we're not planning on using nukes. If you start nuking us, that um, we'll still have the majority of nukes. So you would be facing all the nukes in the world with a much more Uh, tactical focus, especially from the U.S. side, because we primarily have tactical nuclear weapons, like the Davy Crockett, which isn't in service, but it's a bazooka tactical nuke. Um, And other such things.
0: Um, But I think even if we don't fire nukes, the nuclear option is going to be on the table for the Earth Consortium, um, considering that they're... for all Earth knows, the Empire might wipe out humanity or something. Um, I think that um, the Empire would definitely use uh, Earth's already existing nuclear weapons to its own advantage. Um, Alright, moving on to our second point, or our last point, our fourth point, we're going to be talking about how we think the battle would go over um, altogether, like, What is the timeline of events that you think will happen? Um, and... I suppose we'll each bend it a bit to suit our side, but... Um, kind of paint a picture. Um, show how you think this would happen.
1: Uh, I'll start. Uh, would you want... Um... Okay. Uh, yeah, so... I think the first thing that would happen is, obviously, Earth Unites under the common goal of defending ourselves. Um... I would assume that you will attempt some high-orbit like scans, attempt some like probing missions with TIE fighters, uh, considering the significant air advantage in terms of both numbers and quality. We would easily be able to shoot down uh, those pr- probing missions, reducing the number of both pilots and uh, fighter craft that you have. Um, from there, either we engage in long-term um, air combat, and either A, you completely run out of fighters and are forced to retreat. B, um, you run out of fighters and decide to completely level our airfields. Um, either forcing us to use improv improvised airfields, or C, uh, through some uh, or C, you land, you bring your uh, star destroyers into the atmosphere and. F- uh, make some no-fly zones, pretty much, for us. Um, and, which will then allow you to get troops on the ground. Once you get troops on the ground, you'll definitely have to struggle in order to break out of there. Uh, considering, well, depending on where you land. If, if you land in the grasslands of the savannah, that would be a hard area for us to fight, considering our tactics are generally going to be very guerrilla-oriented. But... We'll pick our strong points. We will um, fight for those. And then, and continue using close air support in the areas where you do not have a star destroyer to uh, protect you. Considering that 100 kilometer- kilometers is. Um, hold on. 100 kilometers to miles, because I'm more familiar with miles, uh, is only about 60 miles away. Um.
0: um. Well, weren't we saying that was about that was the heavy one, so weren't we saying that like medium to light ones would be about three hundred to two hundred kilometers? Oh,
1: we never said anything about that. No.
0: Oh really? I thought that all right, whatever.
1: You just told me that they uh the range would be able to reach about hundred kilometers. Uh, uh heavy heavy so...
0: XX nine turbo lasers can, yes.
1: Which those wouldn't be used for uh, point defense anyhow. So let's say 300 kilometers anyhow. That's only 186 miles, which is not very far. You could drive probably around 800. You could drive around 800 miles in a day um, in the U.S. So uh, past that very short, pretty much whole base that you're setting up, you won't have much air coverage which will uh, result in large quantities of air bombings. I think that you would probably end up either A, running out of troops, B, running out of supplies, and then f- being forced to retreat.
0: Alright. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, I think one counter the Empire would do is... Um, yeah, hitting those runways early on would definitely be critical... Um, and you say, like, running away, like, retreating. If the Empire loses, they're just blowing up Earth. Um, they're just going into orbit and then, uh, doing something they called glassing a planet, which would be where you just take the crust and put it in a microwave, basically. Um, until it melts into cold mush. But I, I do see, <laughs> um, uh, do You mean water? I guess not... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do see some of your points as logical. Um, I think the bombing would definitely be hard until you consider that um, such things as uh, at 80s were able to take down very fast-moving speeders and Hoth um, very effectively, um, and that those uh, blasts of high-concussive um, heat shells, basically... Hitting the AT-ATs did nothing to them. I think uh AT-ATs, ATSTs, and ATDPs would be used very heavily in those kind of aspects. Another advantage we would have is um, speeder bikes. Um, getting those to go along the... Um, they're very fast, very maneuverable, and would be able to get behind enemy lines effectively um, and flank them, as you would see in a lot of medieval combat send them uh, Calvary along the side, and flank them, would, um, help very often. Other than that, um, I do think the Empire would struggle to take out all of the Earth's runways, especially considering the thousands that there are on Earth, um, and not considering, like, major highways that could be used, or, um, like, part, like, parking lots for helicopters, and, Things like that. Um, I think you'd have to probably slowly just pick through the aircraft um, and deal with it that way. Anything you want to say about all, any of that?
1: Um, one big thing about you saying, oh, the ATS, ATACS were able to easily uh, destroy the speeder bikes on Hoth. Those are going 320 kilometers an hour. That is less oh, okay. than a quarter of how fast our jets can go, and also considering, um, I doubt the ATSDs can move. Their heads can't move super fast. I doubt they have radar no. intended for tracking planes. So, um, I would say down-
0: scanning could. I would say scanning can um track, yeah.
1: Well, one way or another, they're not intended for shooting down planes, and they're not going to be particularly effective at it, no matter what. So, um, overall, yeah, I definitely see the uh, slow picking part of us. I would say that would probably end up <coughs> into major guerrilla movements that if we mm-hmm. were to be defeated, would take a very long time to flesh out like in the Amazon in India, um, considering that India is like one of the top ten militaries in the world, uh, Switzerland. In Actually, India. Much... I
0: have, a, I have a list of all the militaries in the world. India is number four.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, India, S- Switzerland would be one a heck of an area to try to take. Um, especially with, uh, yeah, um, Switzerland. Uh, the Arctic regions, <clears throat> um, and if you have your, uh, both your, what are they called, uh, big chunky, uh, the the danger the AT-ATs. danger Doritos, no the danger Doritos, the uh, Death Stars? Star no Stars? yes those the danger Doritos if those are landed our submarines can wreak havoc on anything close by to the shore.
0: Uh huh. Um, I would like to, uh, reiterate the fact that the shields can... Unless you're launching missiles that have a force of, uh, four billion, um, it's gonna be rough for those missiles to get through.
1: Oh, I'm not even talking about hitting the, uh, dangerous triangles, I'm talking about hitting any troops that are outside of that shielded zone.
0: I suppose. Alright. Because, um... Yeah. I guess... Yeah, I guess I will do my argument now on how i think this would go
1: oh that was a little bit of a picture
0: oh yeah no i haven't even started on my
1: (laughs) oh okay i thought that was your entire argument
0: oh no 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 no, no. all right so imagine this emperor Palpatine. he's a he's a power hungry guy he 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 gets bored sometimes he wants to expand into the milky way region he's he sends a couple thousand star destroyers in this area um, two are dispensed to, to this minor, minor world called Earth, um, Terra, and, uh, dispatched to capture the, um, capture the major industrial facilities and pacify the, uh, rebellion on that planet. Well, what do you I mean think first rebellion, thing... Rebellion, it? I... No, but, you know, um, <laughs> the people.
1: <laughs> flesh bags.
0: The people should be surprised. Yeah, the fleshbags. Um... I think the smart thing to do would be to yeah definitely go long range get some scans, um, but I think it would be a bit of a coin toss depending on who you get for commander. So I'm gonna assume I am commander of this operation, um, and or like a, someone, someone smart like General Veers or Tag or someone that would actually higher in the ranks that actually knows what they're doing. So they're gonna sit back for a couple, a couple of days observing where the missile silos are where um major countries are um getting uh probably intercepting a lot of transmissions calls on the planet um and immediately kind of getting uh strategy in mind so yes i think first things first they land um they learn about our uh humans technologies so they land in probably an open area they probably wouldn't want to land in an urban area, um, considering that that would probably be uneven for those death uh, start to land on, plus, um, giving enemy cover, so they'd probably land in somewhere that gave them, uh, cover, but not the enemy, maybe a mountain, mountainous area surrounded by woods, or, um, something along those lines, a savanna by, uh, a savannah Didn't
1: area. You just mentioned you wanted it to be flat, and then you mentioned a mountainous area.
0: Oh, no, I meant, like, you know, uh, buildings are all different shapes and sizes. If you just found a relatively flat area on a mountain, um, I think you could land a star destroyer right there. Um, maybe, like, a valley between I have lots of arguments.
1: Or... I'm going to keep them to myself.
0: All right. Um, or maybe just a wooded area. Um that, uh, Star Destroyer could touch down in. Um, they would immediately deploy ATATS, ats at um, and scout troopers. Hopefully these areas are near probably the three main enemies I've mentioned before, um, Washington DC, um, and the industrial district, uh, uh, Russia, probably taking out Putin early on, and China, um, Trying to take out uh, Xi Jinping. Is that his name? Xi Jinping? The leader of China. Um, hopefully cutting off the heads of... I know America has... They probably all have backup plans. Um, but at least making a beginning statement. Um, if they have to. Or getting nuclear codes from these people. Getting them to shoot at each other. Um, it would all around work out pretty well. I think that the Empire's main advantage here is surprise. That Earth has never seen any weapons like what the Empire has, and if they don't surrender outright right away, it will be horrible for morale, um, which morale can often be the uh, change, um, the deal-breaker in uh, militaries um, at this scale. Um, With uh, stormtroopers being able to plow down hundreds of uh, uh, soldiers... Uh, energy packs being super e- easy to make, quickly d- quick to reload, and uh, E-11s being automatic. Um, it would be very rough for humans um, if it descended into guerrilla warfare because that presumes that you see your enemy first and you shoot them and they die. But if you shoot them and they turn around and shoot you back, that's not good for guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare is designed for Snipers in different buildings to be picking off people who dare to brave the streets. It doesn't work so well when, um, grill warfare doesn't work so well with, like, if there were tanks that were just sitting behind corners. Um, ATATs being, uh, I understand that fighters would be difficult to hit with ATATs. I persist, though, that they would be able to at least pick off some, especially if aircraft or coming at them in order to shoot them with missiles or bombs, they're going to need to fly in a straight line, which ATATs can easily shoot. Uh ATDPs being able to spray down infantry, I think it's just a bloodbath, honestly. All you all the empire really needs to do is pacify the major powers and then yeah, there might be people hiding out in like the Amazon, but there are currently hundreds of like drug lords hiding out in like Panama. The United States doesn't do anything because they aren't affecting them. Um, if the Empire Empire knows that there's hundreds of um, hundreds of thousands of soldiers left in India, what are the soldiers gonna do? They're not gonna swim across the ocean to the United States where they're probably setting up camp or um, any other other anything that could really do damage. Um, so I think yeah, within the first 60 days, the empire takes out its nuclear ar- um Amer- the world's nuclear arsenal um and most of its leading governments in the next 60 days i think it starts um uh, kind of a siege tactic it takes out the major major areas of contention and then kind of just leaves the rest to starve takes out agricultural uh, production facilities um and just sits around for the people to surrender so overall, I think that's how the siege of Earth would go. Elijah, what's your rebuttal?
1: Elijah, I find a- I was muted. I find a lot of these to be perfectly mm-hmm. logical, but plenty of them are completely illogical. First off, eighty AT, um, Adats shooting down planes. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about your average War Thunder player who will just simply dive on you head on. They will probably be coming from behind. Fourth, is a video game. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh wait, yeah, people. I was, uh, I was telling. That, yeah. yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, uh, they'll be coming at you from the side or from the rear or from above you. And as for missiles, uh, a lot of them are fire and forget. Meaning you lock onto a target, you fire and you leave before the enemy can either you that before you can get in range of the enemy or before the enemy can see you. Um, as for bombs, just get above where they can hit you. Just chill. Um, then, as the many fighters nowadays are considered stealth. Then, what was one of your last points? I forgot. There was something I was going to say about that. Um, oh, wait, yeah, the Nuclear tanks,
0: arsenal, starving people out.
1: Uh, nuclear arsenal, yes. Um, You would have to take oh, over. Oh, warfare. Yeah. You'd have to take out most of the united states because they're the nuclear arsenals aren't just stored in one place they're stored all over the shop all over the u.s mm. <clears throat> all over china all over russia uh israel has um, too but that's
0: why that's why i was saying like get the president to give you the um nuclear codes and then just launch all the nukes at like the middle of the pacific or something and um, would he... or spread them out to like all over the earth uh, sh- I think with a gun to his head, uh, th- I think anyone, would- I think you go down the chain of command of people who know, um, what the nuclear codes are. And I think you'd find a crack somewhere of someone who would, you know, in the U S there the the there's one person
1: in the U S in the U S there's one person who has access to the nuclear codes That is the president. And then there's the guy with the nuclear briefcase who sits next to the president 20 president 24 seven. If the president is captured or that guy is captured, they can change the codes on a dime. I would assume it's the same for any other country. And they can also just simply say, you know what? Let's just disable our nukes so that they can't be used against us. Um,
0: well, that would be perfect because the Empire is mostly concerned about the nukes being used against them. Um, those so just, some... just immobilizing the nukes is the general strategy.
1: Okay, well, one way or another, you won't, I don't think you'd be able to take over, pretty, in all practicality, the entire Earth in 60 days. Um, also, with the siege tactic, when you first land, you are going to be the one under siege. Considering that you are the one with limited supplies, you're the one with a limited area of protection, where um, I can't touch you. Um, and, yeah, stuff like that. As for the guerrilla warfare um as well specifically in urban warfare you can't march an ADAT at through the center of brooklyn it's too <laughs> chunky if you're going for minimal casu- minimal civilian casualties and minimal we city said I was going destruction for minimal
0: civilian casualties
1: Well, one way or another you said you wouldn't you would try to leave cities alone ah uh, for the most with part with
0: orbital bombardment all
1: right fine one way or another
0: okay. <clears throat> i guess
1: um, add-ons aren't really going to be a viable option in cities. ATSDs more so, but then people can get above you and just javelin you from above. Um, as for the tanks sitting around a corner, uh, many world nations today are attempting to keep their tanks out of cities, considering the uh, present Ukrainian or Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, urban fighting has gone very poorly for the for the Russians, especially their tanks. So that's exactly the areas where they Wait, wouldn't really? be used. Wait, really? I didn't used.
0: notice that. Shh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So that's exactly the areas where <laughs> tanks wouldn't be used. Um, yeah, it's most likely that if guerrilla warfare is going to continue for a, for hundreds of years, uh, it would just be small groups hiding out in small areas. So if your scenario goes to plan, yes, guerrilla warfare would happen. But if you don't want to bother with it, they can just keep on getting more and more powerful and then become a bigger and bigger thorn in your side. Until inevitably something happens and hippity-hoppity, uh, you've been toppled.
0: What? Alright. Um, rebuttals for some of that. Uh, siege tactics. Um, I've got two years worth of food on each of my Star Destroyers. Um, they are built to be able to siege for two years, um, without supply, um, without resupplies. So I don't think me running out of rations is, um, a possibility that would happen, uh, before we could topple your governments. Um, overall, I think a lot of that's true. I don't think I would march an ATHU right through Brooklyn. Um, I think I'd mostly just skip over Brooklyn unless like the United States army, like specifically fortified there, which in that case I would send in stormtrooper platoons. Um, I would probably just try to, um, hit, uh, you know, more urban areas that are more of more importance, like factory areas, or I guess urban's the wrong word. Um, but like, yeah, factories or, um, agriculture or things like that.
1: Um, and then also another factor I forgot to mention at all, uh, the numerical factor, you have around about 20,000 soldiers. We have about nine or eight, uh, not eight billion, say like a couple, two to three billion people that could potentially become soldiers. Um, mm-hmm. So you'd have to mow down about half of the world's population in order to win, it, uh, not including people surrendering. But if they refuse to surrender, Uh that's about half of the world's population. Not including new people being born over those two years. And if it goes past two years, you have to leave to resupply. Um,
0: I I think you're overestimating the number of people. Um, The current number is about 30 million. I know America says that in a war, it could raise, what is it, like a... 20 more million soldiers. Um, but I don't think that most of the world could raise that kind of numbers. I think you'd be stuck. The current amount of soldiers in the world is 30 million. I think you'd be stuck somewhere in the range of 500 to 600 million soldiers. And then even at that point, like you said, surrender is going to be a huge factor. Um, just think of your average Joe who's worked on his farm his whole life. Now, he sees a 60-foot-tall monster lumbering towards him, like I said, spitting fire. That's destroying his home, just horrifying. killing
1: his family, burning his crops, <laughs> destroying his welfare, motivating motivating him to fight. That's what the Empire did. No, I think and it would terrify let...
0: him into running.
1: Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to rebellions.
0: I, I don't know if that's the quote. Um, it's not the quote. It's the edited version. The Rebellion... <laughs> the Rebellion uh, was um, a couple thousand strong. The Empire suppressed trillions of beings using fear tactics. I don't see how Earth would be any different.
1: Oh, they might not. Or they could be the one that turns the tide. You never know. But anyhow, this is just know. a theory.
0: I think that's a good. I think that's... <laughs> uh Star Wars theory. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh thanks for listening to our rambles. I swear we're not actually angry at each other, we just like arguing. Um, uh, this is what we'll do for fun for hours on end. Um, in between like just <laughs> talking existing. about random Star Wars and military facts. Um, look out for Elijah's new podcast, uh military That's uh data banks coming he's, soon. he's lying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but thank you all for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This episode has been how long in the planning? Like two months in the planning. That's why I haven't posted something in like three weeks, as I've been doing research for this and school. You know, doing um, research. Thank you all. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening, and may the force be with you, always. Hello, everyone, and like, nope. <clears throat> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we say da, nothing.
1: Da, 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 da.
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Star Wars Databanks, the canon podcast where I talk all things Star Wars. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Everyone say hello to Elijah. <laughs> no. cut. <laughs> this is the worst intro. I've I had ever. to do it once. How well
1: did?